Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to yet another installment of the Shred Shack Podcast, your weekly source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Let's start, as always, with some old business. Old business is old business, and new business is new business. All right, so we reported a little while ago that um, Slipknot's frontman... Corey Taylor went in for some emergency spinal surgery, uh, and the first two weeks of their upcoming tour was uh, delayed. So the initial dates have been rescheduled for Slipknot's upcoming summer tour with Marilyn Manson and Of Mice and Men. The first leg of the shows for for the trek was recently postponed after the surgery. Uh, The rescheduled dates for that leg will now take place in August. So they were originally supposed to be starting this month in June. Now they're going to be in August. I read some sort of uh, article about this, and not not necessarily about the tour, but about Corey Taylor. And the way he responded to it was, apparently I broke my neck years ago and just didn't know. Huh? Well, he didn't have, like, the cast of the longest yard to all announce that he broke his fucking neck. (laughs) I think he broke his fucking neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just a little update on the Ghost Inside. Uh, recently, the Ghost Inside frontman Jonathan Vigil suffered a grisly setback in his recovery when a screw that was surgically inserted into his ankle came loose and broke through the skin. Ugh. Unfortunately, the situation has led to a second bone infection, which will keep him off his feet for at least a month. He continues his long road to recovery from the bus crash the band were involved in last November while on tour. He suffered a brain injury, a fractured neck, two broken ankles, a broken tooth, and various cuts and abrasions as a result of the accident. That's, that's just fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, like, there's nothing I can even say about that. That's, that's, that's fucking terrible. Even now, it's, what, seven months on? Yeah. And, you know, things seem like they're going good, and then more shit happens. Yeah. So that's fucked. So, you know, speedy recovery to him, or at least a much better recovery to him. Because, yeah, well, so far he hasn't lost any limbs. I know the drummer lost his foot, yeah, and he's working towards uh, what's it called, learning how to play without his foot. And I think there are videos online right now that of him actually practicing, and apparently he's doing very well. And I know that they're booked already, well ahead in advance. I think it's for the Warp Tour mm-hmm. next year. Okay, so they they I mean, are they have something to work for. I mean, instead of a foot, I mean, I could see them trying to like set up some sort of thing like to attach maybe to his calf so he can control it like that. Well, you know, the prosthetic limbs nowadays are crazy. I've yeah. seen a lot of people walking around on them, like the ones that look like, um, like I think they called I think they're actually technically called gazelles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the ones that like have that hook thing to them, they have like a little bit of a bounce, but they probably have something a little bit more, uh, like foot wise for yeah. you know to work the pedals. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so that's it for old business? That is it for old business. So we're going to move on to new business. And this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. And as always with new business, we start off with album releases. Uh, and surprise, surprise, you have none. Goose egg. Zero. Wow. It's been a busy it's, week for you. Because... It's, it's it's the first time since we started this that I don't have at least one. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to get three set up, um, but I only got to listen to um, one album in its entirety. I actually listened to it twice because I enjoyed it that much. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, Jaded Heart, Guilty by Design. Uh, Before I go into this, I want to say that I went looking on... um, Metal Archives, Encyclopedia Metalum for Jaded Heart. And what came up was an older band, um, not 
the band in question here, and it said not to be confused with the hard rock AOR band Jaded Heart, which is who we're going to be talking about. Ah, okay. But no, this this is uh, it's actually a lot heavier than I was expecting because the first track I listened to, it did have kind of like that very uh, bombastic sound that Ed Guy and um, Avantasia, or just anything Tobias Salmon at this point, uh, gives off. It's like just very keyboard-drenched, um, very um, hook-heavy choruses and whatnot. Um, but the album got a lot heavier than I was expecting, um, even straight down to doing some, some pretty um, fast riffing. You know, mm-hmm. like, So I, I wasn't expecting it to be as, as heavy as it ended up being. But overall, great album. Singer's, Singer's got a great set of pipes. Kind of sounds a bit like Joran Lande. He's got a little bit of the grit to it, but still can hit some of these great melodic notes. Choruses said like are huge. Guitar-wise, it's, you know, it's very melodic. Um, and doesn't quite hit the level of, of like, power metal, but it's not... Uh, I, I can't think of, how, like, how to call it besides, like, bombastic rock. You know, like, you would consider, like, older progressive to be bombastic, but this doesn't even hit that kind of territory. Mm-hmm. But um, I liked it enough that I listened to it twice, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, the other two that I tried to listen to this week, uh, first one is from a band named Astrakhan, Reward and Purpose. Um, I got, I think I listened to all of it, but I was, um, in and out of the room, so I didn't get much of a listen to it, but they are written as progressive sludge metal. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. It kind of started off sounding a little bit dark, morose, and then they started getting into, like, the progressive side of things, and kind of went a little weird and partially noodly. Um, partially noodly? Yeah. Partially. Side of noodles. I like my I like my ramen partially noodly. <laughs> Side of noodles. Um, Instead of a carton of nothing. But I did I did uh, I did like what I hear, so I will likely end up going back and listening to it. I just also want to give the story that I told you a moment ago. Um, this band Astrocon released their album this week. Another band named Astrocon, who is not this band, released an album last week. Is it spelled the same? Exactly the same. Get the fuck out of it here. It's exactly the same. And it's not the same band at all. It's not all. the same band. Um, they, this is Obviously, the one we're talking about at first is Progressive Sludge. The other one's a little bit more straightforward, um, maybe closer to alternative metal, if the one bit I did listen to is any indication. But it's just very funny that two bands, same name, worlds apart, release an album roughly the same time. I just found that to be very, like... You know, I, I sent Pat a message that night, like, did they call each other or something? <laughs> <laughs> Who got the memo? Well, apparently, two people got the memo, and they decided to release their albums a week apart. Uh, and the other one... the same goddamn name. That's crazy. Yeah. The other one I, um, I checked out some of was Scorpion Child, Acid Roulette, which this one would definitely be more up your alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more towards like the retro rock side of things. Uh, female singer, um, a right. little bit of a deeper tone. So it's it's more so your thing. I'll have to send it your way. But I didn't Sounds get a crazy. I didn't get to listen to more than maybe like four tracks on it because it was a uh, it was an in the car kind of thing. Gotcha. But that will be probably followed up, and you'll probably end up seeing it on a list somewhere. Um. So that's it for new releases. Um, overall, there weren't that many. To yeah, it was a, it was a quiet week in yeah. general because even like scrolling through some of the news sites this week, there wasn't much streaming. Yeah, you know, I, I actually um, I've been saying for the weeks leading up to this, um, heavymetal.about.com for the month of June beyond the, the beyond last week the third um, has been sparse. Mm-hmm. 
Well, aside from the fact that they haven't updated the page since... I was going to say, it hasn't been updated in a while. It hasn't been updated since the start of May, but even so, like, usually the month before, they usually have it stacked. But the rest of this month looks like it's going to be a little bit light as far as new releases go. Which is good. We've got time to kind of catch up on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm hoping that some downtime will be able to turn out another random video that I'm working on, so... Um, but since there weren't that many new releases, what else were you listening to this week? Um, I'm just going to go off what I actually remember, because I just ran to listen to some random shit, really. Mm. Uh, but <clears throat> Malfus Entities is an album I loved a couple years ago. Mm. Um, I, I just had to re-listen to it again. It was just so good. Uh, I randomly went out and I listened to Incubus Science. Good album. That is a great album. I fucking love that album. Mm. That was like when they were really... Like right before they got huge yeah. and is they, they were still kind of heavy it was them transitioning from their like funky days to being more pop oriented yeah rock. yeah because I mean, they still had like a little bit of a harder edge but it was before like pardon me and yeah. and uh drive and whatnot yeah. um i went back and listened to baroness purple amount of marth yama's viking demons and wizards because pete talked about them a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. so i was like hell yeah and like I said, that's about all I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, I listened to a bunch of other random stuff in the gym, just threw the, the iPod on, whatever was on was on. Gotcha. Um, I had a I had an Alice Cooper kick earlier in the week. Yeah, it looks uh, like you did. Yeah, because uh, on usually the way my weeks go, because um, I have Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays off, because I do my my second job on those days. Yeah. Um, Tuesday's like my big day to do to run errands, so I'm in the car for a good couple of hours of the day, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to hear "Welcome to My Nightmare," like "Welcome the Number Two to My Nightmare," um, the sequel. This is yeah, the sequel album, yes. Um, so I wanted to hear that, listen to it, and then I just kind of was like, "Well, fuck it, let's keep going." I put on um, "Hey Stupid," uh, "Raise Your Fist and Yell," and I think I think there was a third one in there that I can't. Uh, fourth one in there that I can't recall right now, but basically it was just like a whole, just a slew of Alice Cooper, a lot of latter day Alice Cooper, because I need to I need to listen more to the older stuff. Um, man, what was the other album I listened to? Anyway, um, I listened to a little bit of uh, Lacuna Coil Delirium. Oh um, yeah, because yeah. I, 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 um, my wife Lindsay is a fan of uh, Lacuna Coil, and I told her like, hey, I got the new album, let's take a listen. So we were driving around recently and listened to it. Um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it a bit. Uh, I'm not sure if... I'm debating on putting it on a top three for... Um... I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I, I like I like them, but they I'm a little bit indifferent to them. And the fact that the first track sounds like um, Roots... Ah. Uh, Roots uh, Sepultura. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, straight up sounds like they just took the song uh, Roots Bloody Roots. Okay. But, um... Last album I listened to was the Lucifer's Hammer album, Beyond the Omens, which I talked about last week. Um, the album's fucking good. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I was walking around in the middle of uh, San Antonio waiting for my car to get uh, its oil changed, and I just decided to put that on. And uh, it's fucking good. <laughs> so I, you're going to expect that one in the top three. I'm, I, I can almost guarantee Well, it. I'm just looking ahead at that next week, and your number one for the month is coming out next week. My number one for the month should have arrived today I opened up my mailbox and saw a thing that says yeah uh, we tried to deliver it's like obviously you didn't try to deliver because it's not sitting in front of my fucking door <laughs> so uh, because it's because it's a significantly sized parcel 
because of the fact that it's going to be another art book, so it's the size of a vinyl record. Mm -hmm. They can't put it into my mailbox. That and apparently, I, I guess they just didn't want to drop it off there. Yeah. Also, concerning the fact that it's from overseas, I think they wanted to sign for it, which probably, which I think was the case when I got the Gentle Storm. Um, but yeah, the theater equation comes out next week, so I'm going to be uh, hanging out with my wife and watching that for like most of the week. So. Yeah, next week I think my one of my top three other other months going to come out, and that's Gojira. Oh yeah. That's next week, so I'm going to be looking for that. Ba Nails is a band I've always heard about. And their album's coming out next week. We um we have that one. Uh, yeah, if I can get that, that'd be lovely. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, that's that's what it's looking like next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're just giving away all the spoilers right now. Well, no, no, no. I so mean, the last episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> hey, people get shot for shit like that. I know. I know. You don't want to do that. You can't find me. Wait, we're in the state that has the most fucking guns. Never mind. <laughs> they will find you. They and will, they will kill me. you. Liam Neeson style. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's go on to some general news. All right. So, Fear Factory's Dino... How do you pronounce it? Carez? Cazares. Yeah, Dino Cazares. He's the latest guy to actually hurt his foot. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of feet problems going yeah. on. Yeah. You know. Axel, Dave Grohl last year. Anyway, he tore a muscle in his right foot after the band's June 5th show in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the guitarist saw a local doctor who told him that he could not put any pressure on the foot for the next two weeks. As a result, Dino will be sitting in a chair for the next four concerts. Uh, the two remaining dates on the Australian tour, as well as two South Africa shows. So he should just call up Dave Grohl and get that fucking throne. Well, Axel Rose has it right now. So. Axel Rose is done with it. He's on his feet again. Well, then, then they, they got to pay it forward. <laughs> but um, at, at least like when we saw Fear Factory, he's not particularly energetic on stage. No, so it's not like you're gonna and, lose anything from this. And plus, like he he is a big man. Yeah. So he really should not be putting any kind of pressure on his feet at all. Yeah. So. <clears throat> All right, next up, Bill Ward. You know that guy who used to be in Black Sabbath who's totally not part of like the the, the reunion show? That guy? That guy. Um, has helped create a new three-piece band called Day of Errors. The group, which was formed by Ward, quote, in the desire to have my drumming spirit continue to live, also features Joe Amita on guitar vocals and Nick Diltz on bass and lead vocals. Ward says we play loud, hard, with overtures of gut-kicking, heavy, heavy parts. Okay. I mean, I'll be interested to hear it when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, I never had a problem with Bill Ward's drumming. I thought it was actually really, really good. Oh, yeah. Especially especially um, for the first album. Yeah. When, when they were... When they were more of like a, a, a bluesy band. Yeah. When they when they were able to cut loose and just do whatever the hell they wanted. He, yeah. He went pretty wild on that. But, I mean, I think just the way he talked about it on the... Um, one of the documentaries I watched, he he talks a bit more of a, as a like a jazz drumming and jazz players are crazy. Oh yeah. So he, uh, yeah, I, I I always liked him. So I feel like a lot of the a lot of the earliest drummers um, in heavy metal were heavily jazz and blues influenced. Yeah. Which, which is why they were able to bring such madness to their uh, to their craft. Um, I, before we go on, I just want to say that um, Day of Errors just made me think about um, if you remember. The old Legend of Zelda games, like back in the NES days. We're talking about like like the first one and then the second horrible one. The second one was awesome. Shut up. <laughs> in the second one, there's just a character that you meet. His he just simply says to you, "I am error," 
and that's all I could think of when I'm talking about days. Or, like, like, I'm, I'm going to make that an album cover. There you go. I'm going to do it. All right. Next one up is, according to Vienna.at, a Swedish national who attended the Rock in Vienna Festival in Austria has drowned after going for a swim in the Danube River. The 47-year-old man wanted to cool off and frolic in the river with his girlfriend on Sunday after seeing Iron Maiden perform at the event, which is held on a thin island in the middle of the Danube. At approximately 10.30 p.m., he got caught up in a whirlpool, and his girlfriend tried to pull him out of the water, but was unsuccessful. Paramedics who arrived on the scene were unable to revive him, so he passed away. You know, I, I was I was just thinking for the last two weeks, I think since, since Nick Menza passed, we were able to play the clip yeah i didn't even see this in the script so i was like damn it now we can't even play that nope um, even though he's not a famous guy someone still passed away because he went swimming after iron man yeah that, that that really sucks but i mean i don't know anything about the river that they went into besides the the description you just gave here mm-hmm. but i mean that's just shitty yeah so. another shitty thing here is corrosion conformity drummer reed mullen has been forced to leave the band's tour with Clutch and Lamb of God after suffering an alcohol-related seizure. Mullen felt ill just as uh, Corrosion Conformity was preparing to take the stage at Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Sunday night, this is pa- this past June 5th. Uh, he was temporarily replaced at the gig by Clutch drummer Jean-Paul Gaster and Lamb of God's Chris Adler, who can play that. <laughs> Chris Adler's kind of catching up to Mike Portnoy there. Yeah, really. Apparently, this has been an ongoing thing with Mr. Mullen that he has a history of um, substance abuse. So this finally came to a head, and I think they sent him home. And hopefully, he's getting some some treatment and help. Right, here's helping, right? Well, you know, you can you can come to my hospital. I I I, I work at a detox center. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Napalm Records has announced the signing of Alter Bridge to a new record deal for all territories excluding North America. <laughs> they probably have a record deal here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's just funny though. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck you, America. Um, Crowbar have been rejoined by founder founding bassist Todd Sexy T Strange, <laughs> who makes his return to the group sixteen years after his initial departure from Crowbar. Which is cool. <laughs> Sexy, Always cool, sexy T. sexy T. I mean, the new that that bit of news is like as simple as it was. It was it was worth it just to say sexy T. <laughs> now this bit of news, sexy T, as you were. <laughs> Russian circles have canceled their June live appearances due to injuries. Guitarist Mike Sullivan recently suffered in a head-on collision. Sullivan is expected to recover, but is currently nur- nursing a number of injuries from the accident, which occurred late last month. Man. Wasn't it like just six months ago that we just had like three weeks of everybody? Everyone getting into bus accidents, and yeah. there was that one week where it was the same band two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it's yeah. this is kind of, this is the kind of thing that would like just scare people from being on the road, <laughs> like as far as like a touring band, right? It's just ugh, bad. All right, next up, and this is going to be a two-parter here because something new came about. Just recently, I think late last night into today. But first, Philip Anselmo will take part in a special 60-minute interview and 30-minute question and answer session on June 26th at the Diamond Pub Concert Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. The event, which is open to the public, will include a meet and greet with photo ops. Now, as of today, apparently, 
Philip Anselmo's YouTube channel, uh, Housecore Records, subscribe to a channel called Save Europe, which happens to be a provider of, quote, pro-white, pro-European, pro-Western content. So, someone who's trying to be uh, apologetic for his whole white power rant earlier this year doesn't seem to be doing too well. So, basically, you were awoken this morning to the sound of someone digging. <laughs> His own fucking grave. Someone, all I heard was just the rustling of dirt because no, someone's digging a grave. Again, I don't, I don't know if, I'm just like, I just saw this earlier, like, I don't know if it was an, an administrator for House Court Records YouTube channel or it's, you know, Philip himself who did it, but either way, it again, doesn't look good. Again, it's a, it's a bad association regardless. Yeah. So, yeah. all things considered. Yeah. It's so. it's pretty bad. Yeah. So. And we're not even going to get further on that. Yeah, one. we Let's don't need right to. In. Let's just go right into recording this. Yeah, we don't need to. All right. Belfagor are hard at work in Salzburg on new material for their currently untitled brand new studio album, which is going to be the follow-up to Conjuring the Dead. The new CD will be released in, April, in April 2017 via Nuclear Blast. Comments frontman Helmuth. Uh, we've just finished the fourth rehearsal session. The process consisted of 13 exhausting creative days in a row. Nine compositions took form and already sound massive. Right on. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Belfagor. I, I had like one of their records over here that I really liked. Mm. You know, I'm not heavily into them, but I'll probably go out and get this. Um, quick thing before we go on mm-hmm. um, that I actually forgot to mention. Um For, for new releases. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure either this week or the official, I think the official release is next week. Um, the new Monkey Soup album ah. is done. I think they're selling it on tour now, but um, I think it's officially released next week. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I, I forgot to mention that. I saw Ooh. I saw them post up a couple of pictures today of like, people holding it and them selling it at their shows because they're, they're doing their Texas tour right now. Nice, so. nice, nice. All right, next up, Stone Sour will enter the studio in January 2017 to begin recording its long-awaited follow-up to its uh, last collection of original music, The House of Golden Bones, which was a double-concept album which was released in two parts in 2012 and 2013. I can't believe it's already been three years since that second part. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the new CD will take two months to record and one month to mix, with plans to release the effort in the summer of 2017, which is just in time for the festival season. I'm actually looking forward to that because I really enjoyed the last two albums. I just enjoy Stone Sour. I like I like Corey Taylor as a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I like Slipknot, I prefer listening to him sing in Stone Sour. Yeah, you uh, you also missed a. Um, an article. Oh, I did, I did, I did. Yes, uh, Lordy yes. are <laughs> are mixing their new album for a September release. The as yet untitled follow-up to 2014's Scare Force One is being produced by Nino Laureen, yeah, who previously worked on the band's 2008 effort Dead Ache. I love Lordy. Yes, they're, you do. They're just so much cheesy fun. So <laughs> I would like to catch them live sometime and just see their their ridiculous get up and. The yeah. whole nine. Yeah, I would not. It would be great. All right, last bit of tour of uh, recording news here, and it's something that Mr. Daniel here might be interested. Stone Sour, Trivium, and Fozzy are among the artists who have contributed cover versions of classic Iron Maiden songs to Kerrang! Magazine's highly anticipated sequel to the classic 2008 Maiden, Maiden Heaven cover CD. 
All right. The new CD, which is only available with physical copies of the magazine's latest issue, features the following track listing. Stone Sour doing Running Free, which they actually release on their um, their covers EP. Mm. Uh, Raining Days doing Speed of Light. That's odd of all things. Escape the Fate, Hollow Be, the, uh, Hollow Be Thy Name. Mm-hmm. That's not wrong. Uh, Lonely the Brave, Fear of the Dark. Now here's the one I want to hear. Is Trivium doing For the Greater Good of God. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I want to hear that. Uh, Steve uh, Battle, I guess that would be the way to pronounce it. Battle, Battle, yeah, yeah Battle, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Red and the Black, so they're actually incorporating some new stuff. Yeah, in like they're too. incorporating a lot of new yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, Creeper, the evil that men do. Mm-hmm. Lower than Atlas, doing Number of the Beast. Atlantis. Atlant. Oh yeah, Atlantis. My bad. Um, Anal Nathrak. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're doing Power Slave. Cry Venom is doing Aces High. Fozzie is doing Sun and Steel. Which is going to be fun. Muncie Girls, The Wicker Man. Okay. Heck, The Trooper. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, Remember Tomorrow. And Anathema, doing Wasted Years. Those last two are going to be interesting, because Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats have a pretty weird sound. Mm-hmm. And to apply that to Remember Tomorrow, which is a more softer track, some parts, um, it just be interesting to hear how they kind of apply their their their, their gritty sound to a song like that yeah and anathema um i'm not i, I want to know how they're going to approach this because their sound has gone from being like doom metal to very more soft like how um like opeth did um damnation yeah like that's that's their sound in general now um so I'm wondering how they're going to do Wasted Years. Because Wasted Years is one of my favorite tracks. If they sit there and they make it all soft, that'll sound fucking amazing. So, Have you ever heard the Ryan Adams cover of that? I Not Brian have. Adams, Ryan Adams. No, Ryan Adams does a lot of good random shit. He did, so. I think he did Holy Diver. I saw one live clip of it. And the Wasted like, Years one I thought was amazing. I don't know if I heard the Wasted oh, Years Oh, that's a good one. So we'll have to... We'll I'm pretty sure that's a good that. one. We'll look more into that soon. Uh, but that's it for recording news. So let's go on to the touring news. Touring news. All right. The lineup for the fifth annual Monster Energy Aftershock, which returns to Sacramento, California's Discovery Park on Saturday, October 22nd and Sunday, October 23rd, has been revealed and is as follows. Saturday, October 22nd, we'll see Tool, Slayer, Primus, Meshuggah, The Pretty Reckless, Anthrax, Baroness, Face to Face, Deaf Heaven, Motionless in White, Avatar, The Shrine, and more. Sunday, October 23rd, we'll see Avenged Sevenfold, Corn, Disturbed, Pussifer, Chevelle, Ghost, Parkway Drive, The Amity Affliction, Zack Sabbath, Max and Igor's Cavalera, Return to Roots, Suicide Silence, Whitechapel, and more. I like how we finally now know how Max. Yes, and Igor I was going. wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're just going to sit there and spell it all out for you. Yeah. Um,. That first day sounds amazing, though. Yeah, that first day, there's, there's, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, just, that's the four, the first four bands. I listen, Tool, Slayer, Primus, and Meshuggah. Yeah. on the same bill is just then, absolutely insane. And then you have underneath them Anthrax, Baroness, um, Avatar. Oof. Yep, Death Heaven, yeah. and and yeah, that's just that's a crazy tour. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the um, later mentioned acts on the second day sound. Like I would like if you could combine the two sh- t- two sets there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because like, Pussifer, I'm not crazy about. Maynard, I want but... I the, the thing is I want to see Pussifer just because I want to see their show because yeah. they have such an interesting show. Have uh, 
have Maynard do double duty on one day. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I think he does. I think that gets mentioned later on. I'm sure he does. As a yeah. matter of fact, uh, that's two, two items down, but here we go. Next one up, just to get through it. Hailstorm announced a new fall leg of tour dates, which once again sees support coming from Lita Ford and Dorothy. Uh, the dates kick off October 6th in Dallas and run through October 28th in Quebec. That's cool. Yeah, ladies and rock. Yeah. Can't I mean, complain about that at all. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Hailstorm, but... You know what? The more I listen to them, the more I actually did enjoy them. They're just a really... They're a pretty good hard rock band with a female singer. Yeah, you know, there's nothing really special about her in general. And then, well, her, uh, she did one of the best covers on the, um, the "This Is Your Life" tribute to Dio. Yeah, because she did "Rainbow in the Dark." If I'm not, yeah. not "Rainbow in the Dark," uh, no. "Straight Through the Heart." Something straight, like straight that. The I forgot. And she she did she was one of the best performances on that album. So I mean. I would hope that, that more of that would carry over to the albums, but again, I have had, not had any interest in hearing them. Mm-hmm. No offense to them. So, All right, next up, Tool, The Pretty Reckless, Pussifer, and Ghost are among the confirmed artists for this year's edition of the Voodoo Music and Arts Experience, set to take place October 28th to the 30th at New Orleans uh, City Park. This festival is an eclectic mix with Arcade of Fire and The Weeknd also on the bill. I thought... Did you copied and paste that? The the no the first half I did the second half I actually wrote that's why there's so many mis, uh, well I, I was gonna say I thought it was I thought it was just the Arcade Fire unless there's two different bands I think they I think you're right it's Arcade okay. Fire okay. I just want to make sure that there wasn't a second band yeah. you know I thought they were called the Arcade of Fire or Arcade of Fire before I don't yeah. know whatever but the, the the other listing other bands listed on this bill are very very odd like they're all over the place yeah. but you know it's New Orleans so. AEG Live has announced yet another addition to their lineup of festivals, the Revolution Rock Festival, set for Saturday, September 17th, outdoors at Foxwoods Resort Casino in uh, Man... Oh Mashantucket. Mashantucket. It's in Connecticut. Fuck it. <laughs> the lineup includes Avenged Sevenfold, Slayer, Volbeat, Chevelle of Mice and Men, Anthrax, Ghost, Killswitch Engage, Seven Dust, The Amity Affliction, King, and more. That sounds... Even better than the one before. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, there's some things that I can give or take. Like, you know, Chevelle... Yeah. Nah. Well, I, I've I've seen events sevenfold enough times. So yeah. I can, I can do without it. But, it, yeah. Yeah. I, In general. I was going to say, that the, the era of City of Evil, I think I saw them like three, four times. Then, I was going to say, we saw them a lot when that came out. That's, that's partially because of uh, who I was dating at the time. Mm. Awesome tour not coming to San Antonio. Seven Dust have announced an August North American headlining tour with Crobot and Red Tide Rising. You fucking serious, man? Yeah. Douche. Right. Awesome tour not coming to San Antonio. You fucking serious, dude? Volbeat have announced a massive North American tour kicking off at Rise Above Fest in Bangor, Maine, and including an appearance with Metallica and Avenged Sevenfold at the first ever rock show in the brand new U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There will also be appearances at Heavy Montreal in Montreal, derp, and High Elevation in Denver, Colorado, and Rock Allegiance in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Special guests Killswitch Engage and Black Wizard will support Volbeat throughout this tour. You know, <laughs> you start off the tour in Maine. Nothing happens in Maine except for... Stephen King novels. Stephen King novels and crabbing. 
<laughs> we got lots of crabs in Maine. <laughs> but apparently, it's you, yeah. Go ahead, have a have a rock festival over there. Sure, why not? Fuck you. I don't know if you can tell, but Dan's bitter. I'm bitter as fuck. He's a little salty. Oh man, when I when I start finding the way you use that salt gun, he's a little salty. Ah, uh, well, this one is this one. This next this one. one, yeah, this one, mm. this one. Alice in Chains has announced the second leg of their North American headlining tour, adding Austin, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and San Antonio. Yeah, buddy. Um, which is going to be on September 27th at the Majestic, and more to a run that begins with five arena shows with Guns N' Roses on June 23rd. The tour includes a second New York City date on July 26th, following the immediate sellout of their July 25th show at the Beacon. Oh, if you're playing the Beacon Theater, it's not that big, so... Regardless, though, I mean, it's still... I'm just saying, like the, the fact that it's sold out is not surprising at all. Yeah, because it's Alice in Chains. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. So, we we definitely have to check that one out, because I like the Majestic Theater. That was a cool fucking place. I haven't been to the Majestic. I saw the um, the Symphony playing Queen. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's and right. And it's... It's badass. So. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome tour not coming to the U.S. Epica and Powerwolf are teaming up for a European tour in early 2017. Yeah, yeah. Powerwolf, you know, that band that... that yeah, I wish I knew more about this Powerwolf band. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting, I've been waiting on this review. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping to maybe get a review of the new album. I, I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I can't make a judgment unless I get that review. Yeah, that review. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Prophets of Rage, that supergroup featuring members of Rage Against Machine, Public Enemies, Chuck D, and Cypress Hills, Be Real, will embark on a North American tour in August and run all the way through October, including a San Antonio date on October 9th at the AT&T Center. That, I really, I really want to see that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. We were talking last night, like, you have Alice in Chains happening in September, this is in October, and then we're going to talk about... One more show happening in November. It's just like and don't forget about Sonata Arctica in December. So there with you Jessica, go. yeah. So we got we got like closing out the to... year is going to be a pretty badass this year. Yeah, like I mean, like I'm going to have to, you know, not buy anybody gifts this year except for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Gift to me from, from me, me for being such a good, good boy, boy this year. year. Yeah. <laughs> Cue that clip. <laughs> All right, initial dates have been announced for the upcoming Belfagor, Origin, Shining, and Abigail Williams North American tour. We're waiting on more because there's only a handful out right now. Mm. All right. Next up, this is the one we're talking about in November. Black Sabbath announced they would be reforming the band. What the fuck? Oh, the, uh, this was a copy and paste that I really fucked up at 2 o'clock this morning. Um but pretty much almost exactly five years today that Black Sabbath announced that they would be reforming, the band will play their last show ever in the United States November 12th at AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, buddy. That is so badass. Yes, and uh, that's that's one that we've said that we have to uh, try to attend. We must. Yes. We must. Because if, uh, you know, members of the Stretch Act don't, we're going to get sacked. According yeah, to according Pete. according to Pete. According so. to Pete, we're all yeah. we're getting sacked. Yeah, you know Pete, who's 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 missed three weeks in the last uh, four weeks. <laughs> you don't tell well, me what to do. Well, Pete's legitimately missing these things. Okay, yeah. I mean he went to River City Rock Fest that one time. He's in New York right now with his lady. Can't complain. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Pete. <laughs> more Sabbath news here. Final Black Sabbath dates have now officially been confirmed. 
The group's farewell tour will indeed conclude in their hometown of Birmingham, United Kingdom, next February. And that's that seemed like a no-brainer. Honestly. Yeah, and it kind of kind of has to finish off where it starts. Yeah, like they should just play like in the middle of town or something. Right. Awesome tour not coming to the U.S. Ugh. Exodus will return to Europe as part of the Battle of the Bays European tour in October and November of 2016, alongside um, Obituary, Prong, and King Parrot. Which is pretty badass. I would like to see Exodus again. I would love to see Exodus again. That was they were so good. And uh, I, I've I know Obituary is legendary, so oh, yeah, I would like to yeah, them. Yeah. So I think that's it for uh touring news. That's it is yes it is. So now let's move on to heavy metal in the charts. Um and it looks like you have some notes here first yeah, before we go into things. Yeah, just a couple of tidbits here before we get into the full list. Uh The Evil Divide, which is the eighth album from Death Angel, entered the Billboard two hundred chart at position number ninety eight. Nice. With first week sales of just over six thousand units, nearly all from pure album sales. And that seems kinda low, unfortunately. But... Yeah, unfortunately, especially considering that it is actually above in the top one hundred with six thousand units. But I'm sure is... I'm sure they sell pretty well outside of the country so yeah uh delirium the new album from uh lacuna coil entered the billboard 200 chart at position number 33 with first week sales of just over thirteen thousand units nearly all from pure album sales did we did we discuss this last week did we make a bet on where they were gonna end up uh we talked about where we thought they might end up hmm, um, I, I don't remember i don't listen to the podcast once i post it <laughs> i don't listen to it as soon as like after record it yeah so uh like the um, one time I did, I was like, "Wow, we actually talked about that." So yeah, if we if we guessed right, please let us know. <laughs> it's like, nope, because <laughs> yeah, because like I I, I I don't know, I, I kind of would figure them to be a little higher, but maybe I would have said. Well, I'm also cool. looking at some of the stuff that that uh, like top them. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually on the. We're going to go into the Billboard Top 200, and of course, number one is like you know Drake. You got Beyonce up there. Blake Sheldon's still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple of new releases by people I have no idea who they are. So. so therefore you don't matter. Yeah, oh, here we go. I had no idea Thrice came out with a new record. I think uh, I did that. To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere, and they debuted at number 15. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I really care about Thrice is their cover of uh, Send Me an Angel. Yeah, that was really good. That was good. That was really good. Um, the Very Best of Prince is at number 16, so he's still up there. And I, I've, I'm beginning to realize like a lot of the reasons why these albums have this push is like Prince's albums were put up into like I was talking about Target and they put up their yeah. new releases. Yeah. They did the same thing at Best Buy in the front area for new releases. They have um, at least 1999 and the very best of Prince and Purple Rain. Yeah, so it means Eric Clapton's uh, newest release, uh, I Still Do, is still up there at number 29. Not bad. Although I did see something on Facebook today, the trending that uh, he actually has very. He has difficulty playing his guitar now because he has, I think, this nervous nerve damage in his hands. I wouldn't be surprised. The man's been playing for decades. Right. So You know, I was surprised it didn't happen when he was addicted to heroin. But, you know. Well, maybe he kept them running. Yeah, well. But moving on, we already mentioned that Lacuna Coil is at number 33 with Delirium, their newest record. Right below them at number 34 is Disturbed, Demoralized. Still up there. We are coming on a year now, right, Dan? So I can say that it's been almost a year. Yeah. Okay. They came out late August, early September, I think. And they're still in the top. They're in the top forty. Crazy. It just irks me, like 
it makes me wish that they were a better band. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I, so, I could get behind it if they were a better band. <laughs> if you guys didn't suck so much ass. Again, that, that's you know all. what? You know what? I I actually do enjoy Disturbed's music. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the the first couple records, they were fun. But now it's just, I think it's that I get turned turned off from the band because of David Draymond. Probably. You know, just his pretentiousness and the yeah. something about him. Anyway, uh, Purple Rain, as we were talking about, is at number 38. Mm. Oh, man, we're going to... Suffering is, here. Yeah, I was going to say, your silence is scaring me again. Suffering. The next thing you're going to tell me is, is Death Angel. No, no, no maybe. <laughs> no, Bob Marley. The very best. Bob Marley. 79. Oh, I skipped over, I accidentally skipped over. Prince Ultimate is at number 78. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan's Fallen Angels is falling uh, to 82. <laughs> Jokes. Yes, I got puns for days. Uh, Radiohead, their newest record is at 83. Mud Crutch, that band that we were talking about last week uh, with uh, Tom Petty, is at number 89. Still in the top 100. Cool. Pretty cool. Pierce the Veil is at number 93. Mm-hmm. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 97, which is just above Death Angel, number 98, which is just above Queen's Greatest Hits 1, 2, and 3 at number 99. Prince's 1999 is at 102. One Architects, wow, all right. 109 debuted their newest record. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty stoked for that one. The Beatles one is at one sixteen. Fallout Boy. Actually, I, I, I have a. I'm partial to Fallout Boy. Really? Why yeah. is that? I don't know. Just I, I find their stuff to be kind of catchy, a little bit fun sometimes. Again, yeah. this is this is one of the one of the products of, uh, of, uh, a certain period of time where I was, you know, working in the music store and. And the person I was dating at the time. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, Metallica's Black album is at number one thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Black, Back in Black by ACDC is at one forty-four. Mm-hmm. Chili's greatest, uh, Chili Peppers' greatest hits is at one forty-nine. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' greatest hits is at one fifty. Nice. Best of David Bowie is at one fifty-one. Everything's beautiful, which is um, an album with Miles Davis and Robert Glasper. It's a new one. It's at 152. Just mentioning that because Miles Davis. Queen is Clearwater Revival. Greatest Hits is at 154. You're starting to scare me here. Yes, I know. Simon and Garfunkel. The very best of Simon and Garfunkel is at 159. Mm-hmm. After not being on the charts at all. The Eagles' Greatest Hits. And the very best of the Eagles are at 162 and 163. Interesting. Five Finger Death Punch. That's six. 166, a little bit of a slide. No. Out of nowhere, White Pony by the Deftones is at 169. Probably Spotify. Possibly. The Legend of Johnny Cash is at 181 after not being on the charts at all. Five Finger Death Punch. Got your six. The Wrong Side of Heaven Volume 1 stays at 186 where it was last week. We need a Five Finger Death Punch push to piss Pete off. Yes. Nirvana Nevermind still in the charts at 193. 
And that will be rounding out anything of relevance to us. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, wait. That uh, There's band issues, Headspace. They are still at 196. Right on. So that's it for charts. Nothing. Haven't had too many big weeks. For yeah, charts. it hasn't been a, like very. There's not hasn't been very many big releases. Yeah. And I'm it's, sure. I think Volbeat wasn't mentioned. So I'm sure that that would probably be because is that album out now? Came this out, week? Came out yesterday. We're talking. We're doing this Saturday. Album came out yesterday. All right. So. Which I don't know why I didn't listen to it. I didn't see it stream anywhere, and I didn't get it. I didn't see it anywhere. And I, I didn't go pick it up yet. I so. would have bought it yesterday, but uh, Best Buy only had the special edition, like the extra. Edition. Yes, you mentioned that. Yes, and I was like, I don't really want to spend the sixteen bucks on that right now. So, um, and still, it's weird that they have every Volbeat album, but like certain things, other things are missing. Like anyway, um, so this week. Overall, it's going to be a bit of a light show because um, if you haven't noticed, uh, Pat and Reese did not do the live show on uh, Wednesday. What they originally wanted to do was do a pre-recorded show and post it up um, in place of it, but they couldn't even get the time to do that because Pat was called in for work a bunch of times. And right now, I'm pretty sure he's uh, he's working at Summer Jam, which oh. is the, the big like New York's little day-long music festival of random pop stuff. Um, so he's working that right now, or today or tomorrow. Um, so they didn't really get the time to go in there and do that. So we don't have a top ten from them this week, and we unfortunately do not have a brutal tube segment this week. Um, it's been a crazy week for everybody. Yeah, well, it's 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 you know early summer. In your case, your kids are getting out of school and going on a, on a trip. Yeah. Um, I didn't do shit. <laughs> well, the fun, the good thing is that because we are my family is leaving, it's just going to be me in the house. Yeah. We're already putting it. We're putting the. A lot of things in motion for the next couple of weeks for the podcast. Yep. That as if they come to fruition, we're going to have some pretty big shows for everybody coming yes. up really soon. So yeah, we're, we're here's hoping we're gonna we're gonna do what we can there. Um, but at least you know three of the shows coming up should be pretty pretty different. Yeah, like same format, but we may have additional people coming in, or we may have more segments to talk about. Uh, but we'll we'll let that happen when it happens. Um, but we um, also didn't fully prepare our social media highlight like we normally do. Um, but what we're going to do like is... I we... normally do. You're usually like here or there. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bag of dicks. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like, I seriously, like, I, I just <laughs> hand over fist want to throw all the, the, the cock at you right now. <laughs> um, but we did happen to go see a show last night, so the two bands that we caught last night, we're going to count that as social media highlight. Um, I should probably pull yeah, up Yeah, I was going to say, websites. you should probably pull up some, some information about yeah. them. But let's talk about the show first. Um, we got a message earlier in the week from uh, Gary Garcia, who is a friend of ours through um, through Jessica Hill, through um, Monkey Soup. He does a lot of filming for their shows. We've talked about them before. Um, he sent us a message earlier in the week and said, hey, I'm checking out this band, Pawns of Christ. Um, they're, they're doing a free show at Zombies Bar on Friday night. Um, so going back to my my list that I had made up um, when I first got down here to San Antonio of like local bands to check out, Pawns of Christ was on there. So this kind of just knocked that one off. I had an interest in checking out Zombies Bar because I'd been told it was a cool place, and I always like to go just to free stuff <laughs> because free is. Free is free. Free is free. I I'm like I almost didn't go to this show because it's like Friday night. I was supposed to have a late client. Blah 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 blah. 
I'm just so glad I went to go. I yeah. went so. So, um, we show up. Thankfully, I had the day off, so I was able to get there uh, when the show started off. Um, and they weren't even going on until like an hour and a half after we got there. Yeah. I thought they were going on earlier. Um, but the first band to come up and play was Sex Knuckle. that because it's a great name sex knuckle yep um we knew nothing about them nothing. except for the fact that we like went on to facebook and they're they're from north dakota they're from fargo <laughs> fargo north dakota don't you know um and just from from their overall look i wasn't expecting the sound that came because they had kind of a, a, a doomy overall doomy sound with this singer that was like powerful well, they call themselves Dirty Sludgy Dark Metal from Fargo, North Dakota. That's awesome. And that pretty much sums them up 100%. I, um, on their artists, we also like. Uh, they have Allison Chains listed, Jerry Cantrell, Led Zeppelin, Tool, Perfect Circle, Jimi Hendrix, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Johnny Cash, uh, Primus, ACDC, Black Little Society, Pantera, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a, a, lot of the, a lot of the instrumentation has a lot of that... Sabbath influence. I was I was thinking when I was listening to it, I, I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of Allison Chains, mm-hmm. an awful lot of Allison Chains, especially because with the moody guitar, because yeah. uh, it wasn't very riff driven. It was a lot more melodic passages when going on. They pulled on. out the riffs; they were straight up like, yeah. like you can feel the seventies vibe. Uh, yeah, and the one riff that I I recognize the most, or not recognize, but the one riff that I I I think of the most is that the last song they played. The riff, the main riff from it sounded just like, or reminded me of Zach Wilde or Black Label Society's cover of No More Tears. Because mm-hmm. it had that very low, uh, low-end, gritty sound and just, just driving bass line. And yeah, musically they sounded, they were very heavy. Yeah, there, there, was, a, there was a point where they, they, um, they broke into a riff. I thought it was like pretty close to uh, Tomorrow's Dream by Sabbath, like mm-hmm. Volume 4 era. So, like, mm-hmm. figure that kind of riffage. But, again, they do a lot more passages. They're not necessarily solely focused around the guitar. Right. So they're not, they're not enough into that retro sound. They're more, um, I guess, more atmospheric in their presentation. Yeah, I think they, they kind of rely on the drums and bass to kind of hold down the fort, and they let the guitarist do a little bit more, you know, not driving the song, but just kind of, like, letting oh, yeah. it flow. Yeah. And and of course the the bass player and the drummer did a fantastic job last night as well. Yes, they did. Everything in in music for me kind of goes back to vocals. Always, um, you know. Again, I, I've said it before. Vocals make or break a band, and 
the lady they had singing for this band was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, she was super good. Yeah, yeah, she sings on the on the the lower end of things, but great vibrato, can project, holds a lot of great notes. It was, it was great. For me, what I was thinking of is um, just for our audiences. Pete and I have been jockeying Royal Thunder for a long time, pretty much since last year. Around this time last year, we started listening to him. Um, so if you were to take the singer from Royal Thunder and put her in, as the front woman for like Alice in Chains, that's what this band sounds like to me. And it is, it's really fucking good. I wasn't expecting her to be that good. Yeah. I don't know why, but that it was really incredible. Yeah. You know, we've we've talked about Jessica and Jessica, Jessica from Jessica and her range low to really high, almost on the verge of operatic. This chick is just a flat out rock singer. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. Yeah, I actually um, did you buy the CD? Oh yeah. Okay, because I bought the um. I did... bought the LP. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Unearthed. Yeah, they all, they only had the EP or the LP, so okay. I bought the LP. So we both bought the uh, the LP. Did you listen to it yet? Oh yeah, like okay. twice. Okay. Um, I listened to it on the way here. I was showing it to Lindsay because yeah. I, I figured that she would like it. Lindsay loves a lot of uh, female singers. Mm -hmm. The album was fucking awesome. Yep. And um. We were listening to it, and, and Lindsay was like, you know, she 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 liked what she was hearing, but she was saying, I'm not sure if the the vocals necessarily fit what's behind it. And I was like, well, maybe that's part of the point, because this is kind of you know doomy sludgy. It's not supposed to sound necessarily harmonious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, devoid of what whatever she may have said, that album sounds fantastic. I want to hear the EP, and I really hope. I know that right now they're doing like a countrywide tour. I hope they come back again sometime soon. Well, just looking at the tour dates they have listed on their Facebook page, they played Zombies earlier in January, two nights in a row. Oh, sweet. So, and she even, and this, the singer actually mentioned that they love coming to Zombies. So, Zombies is probably like their home in San Antonio when they come around. Sweet deal. So, but they're already, they're already booked up all the way through um, August 6th. And like you said, they are playing pretty much everywhere. They still got a couple of Texas dates left. They're playing Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Colorado, uh, Nevada, and of course at home in uh, in Fargo. Yeah, they're, I know they're in Austin tonight. So yeah. Um, but if you want to check them out, Chris, tell them where to check you can them. check them out at uh, of course Facebook.com/sexknuckle. If you want to hear what this band sounds like, which I highly recommend, you can go to sexknuckle.bandcamp.com/releases. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they have a Twitter account, but it's not very active right now. So, yeah, so, I, I'm just looking at the, I'm just looking at their Facebook page yeah, right now. So Facebook, um, but yeah, I, I we highly recommend checking them out. That was yeah, they were definitely a highlight of the of the show. And we did uh, we did film uh, their performance. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be if we're going to use it for anything, but just you know, I, I brought my camera last night to the show and just got video of it. And I mean, I may just post up a, a track or two just because of the fact that it was you know it was a good performance. So. Did you actually listen to it? Does it come out alright? It came out okay. okay. Um, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have particularly good equipment when it comes to that kind of thing. So yeah. I mean, it's it sounded, it sounded like noise. <laughs> 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 I don't. I, I have to take like an actual listen with headphones on or something. Get like at least a little bit more of an ear for the, the quality of it. Yeah. Um, but right after them, uh, came on Pawns of Christ.
which when I had written down the information about them um, originally, I just wrote death slash thrash metal. Um, which straight up, they are more so. I'd say more so to the death. I would actually almost I almost put them on the same level as like grindcore almost because of the intensity, the shortness of their songs, and they reminded me a lot of Napalm Death. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only thing that they add that Napalm Death doesn't have is the solo part of it, mm-hmm. the guitar wizardry that this guy is able to do. Speaking of that, like you know, when you hear some songs, uh, some of these like harder, heavier, faster songs and everything, you don't or I don't sit there and think about what they're doing playing it. Watching um, the singer slash guitar player play the parts, like his hand is going all over the neck. Oh yeah, like, like not like he's just like you know, noodling. He's just like playing up, playing up here in the in the top of the neck, then down here, then up, and he's just moving so quick with such accuracy. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's staggering. Yeah, it, it was actually really impressive to see that ferocity, mm-hmm. and um, in person. Yeah. You know, because you hear it on the records, and it's just like it's, it's just not as as cool as it is seeing it live. Yeah. And they had a lot of intensity. They had a lot of power to them. They were a lot of fun. The only gripe I have is I, and it has nothing to do with the band. I think it was the sound guy. It was just too fucking loud. Mm-hmm. It hurt my ears. Uh, and like I said, it has. I don't think it has anything to do with them. It was just. It was just too loud in the yeah. venue. I'm trying to decide if the the fact that I haven't been able to hear properly all day is a matter of that, or the fact that I got shit faced last night. Well, so uh, I can't tell which, but it was it was loud. Um, but they put on a good energetic show. The only the the gripe that I had was their set was really short. Right, they were shorter than the, than than the yeah, Sex Knuckle. I, I think um I think all three bands were supposed to have uh, forty five minutes forty five minute sets, and I think these guys went on for twenty five. Something like that. Yeah, yeah they were on because yeah yeah they were. Cause even uh, I think Sex Knuckle didn't even play for forty five minutes. They played for like thirty thirty five, and then Pond of Christ went on, and it just felt like as soon as they went on, they went off. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I mean. It, it sucks that they didn't get that they didn't play longer. Whether for whatever reason it may have been, I don't know what it was. But for what we saw of them, great show. Yeah, I would, I would definitely want to see that again. Yeah, in a in a different venue, I think, um, or at least you know this a different sound. Yeah, I mean, the, like I I feel like that that whole um, show that Pete was talking about months ago, uh, like the Cannibal Corpse, and yeah. like I feel like these guys could have been part of that set. Yeah, and, most and, certainly, and it could have benefited from having a bigger stage, like the Aztec. Yeah, so I'd like to hear them in a in a in a place that we're more used to the sound, and we know it's a better sound. So. Yeah, seeing them at a place like Fitzgerald's would probably be yeah. would probably be really good. So. But we'll keep an ear out for them. Um, you got the info of where to find Yeah, them. you can check them out at uh, facebook.com slash pawnsofchrist1. All right. Also, they do have a Twitter, at uh, pawnsofchrist. YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pawnsofchrist slash videos. And they do have a just a regular old website, pawnsofchrist.com. Sweet deal. So, yeah, definitely check out these two bands. Um, this will 
definitely not be the last you hear of of these either band from us. Yeah, definitely so, not. So, somewhere down the line, we'll be talking about them again for sure. Um, and honestly, um, for this show, that is about it. Like I said, we didn't. We had a little bit of a hectic week. Uh, certain segments didn't get recorded and everything. We had an idea for a discussion, but we decided to hold that off until we have. Uh, Pete Grabowski back with us. Actually, uh, if if everything comes to fruition next week, mm-hmm. that would be a really good discussion to have if we had those guests. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so look forward to that. And um, unfortunately, we're going to cut it here uh, at, at the hour mark, it seems. Wow. But, our, is that our shortest one ever? Um, since our first one, yeah. Wow. Probably. Um, but Warrior Needs Food Badly. Warrior Needs Food Badly. Yes, he does. So let me pull up my script and finish this one out. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm seeing for the first time your new outro here. Yes, I have, I, have, I have written a new outro to try to change There's things up. There's an awful lot of blue there. There's an awful lot of blue because that's, 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 that's what i got to say. So thank you all for listening in, and if you want to keep up with all things Shred Shack, give a like to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Shred Shack, where we post up any and all of our heavy metal exploits, among other things. Regardless of the means by which you're currently listening, we encourage everyone to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes because I sat there and racked my brain about how to get it on iTunes. I did it. So you fuckers need to follow me. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon and I've said this for the last three weeks, as soon as we got onto iTunes, Mixcloud blew the fuck up. So no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, and also, if you uh, subscribe to the, the podcast on iTunes, try to give us an honest review. Um, we would like construction, constructive con- criticism. Um, give us ideas of what else we can do on this podcast, new segments and whatnot, because we don't want to sit here and stay the same forever. And I don't want to sit here and say we change by staying the same, because, no. We fear change. <laughs> we fear, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but let us, let us know more about what you want to hear, because we've been getting you know listens in from from fans, from artists, um, who, you know, they, they all want to hear something a little different, probably. So, just any suggestions you may have, throw it our way. Um, alternatively, you can listen to the podcast on our Mixcloud page, mixcloud.com slash theshredcheck, where we also post up past episodes of the live show. Speaking of that live show, you can tune in to Pat and Reese every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for two hours of heavy metal music and banter. More of Pat and Reese's exploits can be found on the official Shredcheck YouTube page, youtube.com slash theshredcheck, which, as of this week, is... Like I said, the official Shred Shack page. So going forward, top three videos will be sent over there. Potentially the podcast clips, um, maybe our poster videos and stuff. But it is now going to become the central home for all of our video work. Um, yeah, where you can find where you can now find many of our top three videos, interviews, and other joint projects, as well as Pat's own album review series, Pat's Metal Reviews, which. We saw the intro for his forthcoming Power Wolf video. We made a joke about it before. It is coming. He's working on it, and the intro is fucking funny. So, I saw. I wasn't. I wasn't able to watch it on my phone, so I have to try. I have to sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's he. He. Uh, he did pretty good with like. It's not just our clips that he yeah. used. He used a bunch of other people's clips. Good, but it all came out very, very, awesome. very funny. So <laughs> why do you look like that? <laughs> you offend me in your girth. <laughs> Uh, you can you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash adamantstemplum, for similar content, as well as my video game Let's Play series, Recreational Warfare, which boasts over 250 episodes across more than 30 games, more than 30 games, from various eras of gaming. Airing right now every Sunday is Star Fox Assault for the Nintendo GameCube. 
airing eventually will be Lego Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out the time frame of when I'm gonna get that one up. But I'm the son of the king. I'm bitch. the son of the king, bitch. <laughs> For more up to the minute updates and news from yours truly, you can follow my Twitter account at username NovusRedemptor. All right, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at UpTheIron3314 for my adventures in fitness, nerd stuff, and this show. For fitness and nutrition coaching, check out my Facebook page, facebook.com slash UpTheIron3314. Also, if you're in the San Antonio area and you're looking to get in shape, you can contact me at that Facebook page for one-on-one personal training. I also do have a every Saturday boot camp in the Terrell Heights area at 8.30 a.m. at Skates Park. Uh, or you can just become my friend on Facebook. My name is Chris McDonald, and this is pretty much where I tend to post everything, especially nerd stuff. Everything. Everything. Ever. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Dan Mack. This is Chris Mack. And we are the Slime. <laughs>